Welcome back to another edition of Three in the Key. With you as always, I'm Shane, joined by my good friends, John and Brent. Brendan, how's the week been going? Also, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, it's been good. You know, knowing that the week isn't going to be quite as long and people are on vacation makes work a little easier. Got some good ball. Um this week too so you know most teams playing tonight wednesday night and most teams playing on friday also so uh looking forward to seeing a lot of a lot of games john what are you uh what are you what are you up to not too much not too much enjoying the short week uh happy thanksgiving i hope everyone respects the turkey doesn't dive into christmas too early um which is right around the corner now but yeah excited to get this uh thanksgiving pod on the move see what we're thankful for yeah Gobble, gobble, baby. Let's get into the Thanksgiving podcast. So what this podcast this week's going to be about is what we're thankful for. And by us being what we're thankful for, it's obviously NBA specific. So what each team is going to be thankful for. We'll give little tidbits, give our thoughts on it, and kind of just jump in. So we're going to start out the Eastern Conference. And, uh, you know, go through, go to the West and any anything that uh, we feel like hopping in and giving our critiques on, we'll get into it. So uh, let's start off with the Boston Celtics. And I'm going to kick it off to you, Brendan, because that's your uh, your expertise. What are they thankful for and what are you thankful for? Yeah, so I'm thankful for the halftime shows on League Pass, okay? So there's there's few things more entertaining than, than accidentally watching dogs catching Frisbees or some, some random dance competition going on in halftime. Uh, really? You really get a taste of the Midwest, you know? It really makes you – transports you right there. Um, but as far as the uh, Celtics go, I would say the Celtics are thankful for Jason Tatum. And this sounds a little obvious – but to think that they went from last year making to the championship with uh, Udoka as their coach, and then now you know having all those that offseason drama, um, not necessarily being super healthy with Time Lord out, hasn't played a game this year. He's their defensive like you know stalwart, and um, and they had to rely a lot on you know their like some of the role players. Uh, obviously, Malcolm Brogdon, pod fave, one of my faves. Uh, really, you know, crushing it, but also still injured. You know, that that's his MO. Uh, but really, going back to Tatum, thankful for Tatum just, you know, breaking out into being a top five player in the league, uh, no doubt, has already brought his team to the championship, been to the Eastern Conference Finals multiple times, and I think he's like 24. So um, Jason Tatum is really carrying the Celtics, and uh, I'm sure they're thankful for that. Nice. Wanted to, yeah, and first place in the East. So second place in the East, the Bucks. Uh, Shane, do you want to take the Bucks? Absolutely. I think uh, this is a quick one, pretty self-explanatory. What any, what the Bucks franchise is thankful for always is Giannis. Uh, you know, MVP a few times this year. He looks like he might repeat, averaging thirty, uh, eleven and a half, five assists, and with a PER of 27.5. I, I think uh, he's he's what the Bucks are thankful for and what Milwaukee as a city is thankful for. But just a uh, quick aside, Javon Carter 
starting for them this year, you know, out of West Virginia, he's been in the league a few years. Uh, he's been a nice story um, for them, you know, averaging nine points, four assists. Uh, he's, he's a nice player, but that that's what the Bucks are thankful for. And now let's, uh, let's kick it to John, go to, what are the Cavs thankful for? Uh, another pretty easy one. Uh, all these guys in the top of the standings are pretty easy, no brainers, but Cavaliers have to be very thankful. They were able to wrestle Donovan Mitchell away from the Knicks. Uh, and he's meshed well with the young core. They gave up a lot of picks for him. They didn't really sacrifice too much in terms of talent. Uh, and it's always great when you see the superstar come in and mesh well with the young talent you already have and pick him up. Um, also got to be thankful for Kevin Love turning into their uncle Drew, so to speak, and just embracing the old man role. Love to see it. Yeah. It's really sad that they didn't put him in the movie since he was such <laughs> as Wesley, such a big character in the commercials. Yep. Yep. But yeah, Cavaliers have a lot to be thankful for third in the East. Brendan up to you and the Pacers. Yeah. I'm even thinking like going back to the Cavs for one second, did, did the Cavs even have to wrestle the Knicks or did the Knicks just not even wrestle? So I don't know. I'm frustrated Knicks fan of um, Indiana Pacers. So I think going in order uh, top to bottom in the Eastern Conference, just rotating through. I would say the Pacers have to be thankful for a young core. You know, that Halliburton trade last year, it looked like they ripped off the Kings, but it's right now looking like a pretty even trade. Um, Halliburton is the assist leader in the NBA right now, um, you know, not getting much shine. Uh, it might take him a couple years before the team gets a little better or, you know, I guess fourth right now in the East, but before they start to really make a name for themselves, a lot of young pieces there. Um, Benedict Matherin, rookie of the year candidate, like looks, looks great, um, especially uh, with Palo out. And then Jalen Smith, you know, young talent, Duarte, uh, Heald and Turner, if they can flip those for some more young players, then, they have an incredibly good young young core. Even with Turner and Heald, I think sometimes it gets, it gets overhyped with how old they are. If they don't flip them, they still have you know an average age of like twenty four. So they're 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 good to go. Yeah, Pacers. Uh, that Halliburton trade, man, that is unbelievable one to look back on. It's a great deal for them. Yeah, Knicks should have drafted uh, Halliburton over Obi, but uh, you know, here we are. Let's get on to the Wizards. Speaking of. Wizards are off to a hot start again. Is that Wes Unseld Jr. just is that how he coaches and his team start out fast and then can't finish? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they're fifth in the East. Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma's had a great start to the year. Uh, he's a legit number two or three on this team. And, you know, Beal and P are always kind of nicked up, but they're playing well. And, but Kuzma, looks like a legit complimentary piece and averaging 19 points and eight rebounds a game. It's it's pretty fun to watch. John, what do you think of the Hawks? Uh, I hate the Hawks, but in terms of the Hawks and what they're thankful for this year, uh, it's got to be how well DeJount Murray's playing after the trade, right? I mean, he came in and just looks great next to Trey Young. That's a very formidable uh, one-two punch for guard. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, they lost Herter, which hurts, but uh, they really make up for it right now, and it's showing. Uh, Proper, 76ers. Yeah, yeah. So, 76ers, I think it's pretty obvious that they're thankful for Joel Embiid. Um, 
I think in the, the same breath, they're thankful for not having Ben Simmons. That trade last year, uh, somehow Ben Simmons, you know, I know he's he's been picking it up a little bit lately, but to think that he was the other star that was traded for James Harden is wild. So uh, they're thankful for that trade and thankful for their, their uh, potential MVP. Yep. Daryl Murray strikes again. Yeah. All good. Well, moving on to the Toronto Raptors. Um, one nice story this year has been OG Ananubi. Everyone's been, or Ananobi, however you say, tomato, tomato. But uh, he's a special player. And, you know, Pascal Siakam started off real hot, but he's only played nine games. Uh, FVV's been a little bit injured. And Scotty Barnes winning rookie of the year last year was nice. But OG, you know, averaging 19 points a game, six rebounds, few assists. He's just uh, he's turning into a complete player and just a nice story. We love nice stories here on the pod, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's bring it to the Knicks next. Uh, and the Knicks have to be thankful that Jalen Brunson uh, looks like a legit point guard. Um, obviously, we all have our frustrations with the Knicks, and there's plenty more that we wish we were thankful for. But the Knicks being over or at 500 uh, and having a legit point guard threat is something to be thankful for as we go into Thanksgiving and hopefully deeper into the season. What do you guys think yeah, they about look, that? They, they, well, they look just like the like Knicks from last year, just as a competent point guard, which is amazing. I, I don't even like care so much for the record when I say this. It's just better to watch. It's yeah, better basketball. Yeah. Watch. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having Julius Randle try to be a point forward is always a, a plus. <laughs> the rumor on the street is that Julius Randle, uh, his trade value is going up. I don't know if that's a Nick person who, uh, who leaked <laughs> that one. <laughs> he's had a decent year. He's, he's had okay year, but yeah, let's hope. I think, I think people know what he is. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. just jump into the, the Nets next, uh, next up in the Eastern Conference. I would say the Nets are thankful for Jock Vaughn because there's there's actually they have the fewest to be thankful the least things to be thankful for of, of anyone that I've of any team I can think of. So to think of Jock Vaughn even just being willing to jump in and like somehow corral this team, they've gotten better under him versus Nash. So uh thankful for, for Jock Vaughn and you know the the team somehow staying together and they haven't had to make a drastic trade of uh Durant or or someone so far. And they're probably thankful that the uh, social media warriors won out and they didn't have to deal with the Adoku fallout if they had been dumb enough to get him as coach. <laughs> that would have been an absolute sad move. And they, like, oh, I can't even go into the Nets. Like, uh, the <laughs> recent pro- protests outside of the stadium. It's wild, just, dude. It's, wild. it's as bad as it can get right now for an NBA team, at least, it, at least this year so far. The Brooklyn Nets are belong on basketball wives. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, but let's speak of one train wreck and let's go into another train wreck. Chicago Bulls. Um, one thing they need to be thankful for is DeMar DeRozan. He's uh, carrying them right now, averaging like 25 points a game. And Io uh, does no Dosomu, thank you. Um has really filled in with Lonzo Ball looking like his career's over with injury that he's having. So it's it's kind of a bummer for this team because 
they they looked great last year, started off well. Lonzo got hurt and they kind of fell apart. And this year just look Lonzo's coming back. So uh gotta be thankful for DeMar and and I What do we think about the Miami Heat? Uh the Heat, not so thankful to be where they are in the standings, but thankful that they still have Eric Spolstra. Uh, leading the team, and uh, they're probably pretty thankful for Bam Abayu. He's kind of like uh, I know Steph Curry gets all the praise for being like the least self-serving superstar, but Bam Abayu is probably up there too. He's having a phenomenal season for them, uh, and he gets a lot of criticism. So I think they're probably pretty happy with him. Yeah, like when does Bam actually take that leap of like being on the front stage and and you know them highlighting him on the on the like on on TV, it's it's just too it's bad. Wild, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean. he's yeah, because he's huge. He's huge for that team. But yeah, uh, let's go oh, kick it to the Magic yeah. Proper's pet oh, team. Oh, exactly, I couldn't be happier to be getting my pet team in the rankings. We are third to last in the East. Let's be real here. It's okay. We're still getting there. A lot of injuries right now. Um, Palo's still out, but I I would say the Magic are thankful for bright future and Franz Wagner. Wagner. Uh, because Paolo was really, you know, taking a lot of his uh, shine early in the season. And Paolo is a shiny new toy. He's great. But Franz Wagner, Wagner has really made a name for himself. And with Paolo out, has fully stepped up. He is a huge point guard and then can really play all the way down to like a stretch four. Um, so I think, you know, he's got a bright future in the league. And i um, excited to see what the Magic do for the rest of the season. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Second to last in the uh, in the East is Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they have to be thankful for Kelly Oubre, which I don't think any team has ever said um, <laughs> that they were thankful for Kelly, but he's averaging almost 20 points a game and the only starter that's actually, besides Mason Plumlee, that's played uh, in all 18 games. Uh, you know, they they've just had a lot of injuries. Terry Rozier, um, Lamelo, which has been big. He re-injured yeah. his ankle last week, so it's kind of you know them getting back. But uh, John, do you want to tell your Mason Plumley story quick or no? Oh, I don't know if the pods heard it, but Mason Plumley, I was visiting my dear sister at Duke, uh, and out at the bar, Shooters, big Duke bar, uh, after coming from a Cameron indoor game. And Duke wins. All the Plumleys are in there, and I made a goal. I made a bet with myself that I would, uh, I would get every Plumley scooped. And if you don't know what that is, it's when you go in for a high five and then you pull the rug out from under them as they're going to dap you up. And uh, they didn't like that. So, but I got all three Plumleys, and that was a successful great night <laughs> for me. Who was the maddest? Which one's the youngest? Marshall. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so you got um, the trifecta mason yeah the oldest I mean, one was didn't care he thought oh, i was just a clown the middle one was very confused and the youngest one like wanted to fight me <laughs> miles mason and marshall the i got trifecta. okafor like two years later next year i got okafor and he was pissed but jaleel yeah, yeah. Not it was unbelievable he was talking to some bitty embarrassed them quick i'm sure it didn't matter but on savage moves it was great speaking of that uh give us your thoughts on the pistons 
Last uh, place right here. Yeah, last place team. But, you know, uh, to be expected, they have a talented young core. Uh, they're not ready to take this step yet. And when you are got the core like that and they're in a position to maybe get Victor Dubs, um, they'll take it. I mean, Cade Cunningham hurt his shin, I believe. Uh, let's see. Hopefully that's not anything serious. But for them, I think they're probably thankful they have a talented young core and maybe they add to that with Victor W, but something to build around going forward. Great. Well, I think um, unless we have anything else to say about the Eastern Conference, I can just lead us off on the Western Conference with the Phoenix Suns in first place. Obviously, that's something to be thankful for on its own, but I would say Devin Booker's whips. So he's showing up in some nice cars to every game. I think Clay Thompson gets too much shine for his bikes. Devin Booker is just you know showing up looking looking great. Uh, most recently, a 1996 Buick. It was like pimped out. Um, and I think that directly correlates his play on the, on the court. He's leading the Suns to first place in the West again. They were underestimated. They have the Robert Sarver like shit going on, and to be able to pull it out, I think they're just you know thankful for Devin Booker's car. Yep. Yeah, and Devin Booker is probably thankful to be single now. Dun, dun, oh, I don't know. Dun. I wonder. Yeah, that that's some drama right there. Stage five clinger alert. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to the Utah Jazz, the surprise of the season. Number two in the, uh, in the West, everyone was expecting that once they got rid of Donovan Mitchell and, uh, they got him for a couple of scrap parts, you know, they wouldn't do anything. They'd be in the lottery. And Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And Rudy Gobert. They should be thankful for, uh, Lori Markinen, 22 points. And uh, eight rebounds a game. Also be thankful for Danny Ainge in getting all of these uh, good veterans. And if he wants to sell Mike Conley and Kelly Olynyk at trade deadline, he absolutely can. And he'll continue to uh, stockpile. So Jazz are a fun, fun team and a lot to be thankful for this year. Speaking of thankful, Johnny Boy, what do you think? Next up is my pet team, the Sacramento Kings on an absolute tear. We highlighted it last podcast. They're up to 8-2 and two in the last 10. I think they've won 8 straight, but I have to double-check. Don't uh, crucify me for that. But they have the most to be thankful for, I would say, is probably uh, Mike Brown. Uh, he's brought stability, defensive prowess. Uh, he's got everybody playing team basketball, and they look hella, hella good, as the young kids say. Also, I know that Proper had another point he wanted to make about the Kings. I'll let him jump in here quick. Yeah, they, they, how, how much more thankful can you get than lasers coming out of your stadium <laughs> in, into the sky? The Kings somehow <laughs> – I love this move by them. They actually just installed a giant laser that shoots into the sky. They only turn it on when they win a the game, and it's got the people – going the 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 fans are chanting for it at the end of the game <laughs> i mean it's just it's just like it's a phenomenon and i love that the kings are just riding it i hope they can i hope they can bring it into the playoffs because that's the energy we need how long does it stay on after the game do you know oh, i have no idea i have no idea it's funny like does does the um what is it like whoever controls the airplanes do, do, do they watch this? Like, is yeah, this okay? Must, like, is yeah. it like blinding? <laughs> like, do they know if the Kings are, are are winning that they have to like divert planes? But <laughs> how many people are flying into Sacramento? Like, Good point. like Good point. it's not 
not like we're talking about JFK here. Yeah. All um, right. All right. Hometown well, brag. Know, they say Sacramento sure. is the JFK of the West Coast. <laughs> I'm sure they thought they weren't going to be using that laser much. I, I wonder yeah. if uh, the budget's going to become too high. The FDA was probably like, yeah, or not the FDA, the uh, TSA was probably like, yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. Now they're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh my god, they're winning games. It's like, wait, um, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. What? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna bring us into uh, the the Clippers here. Uh, so the Clippers having a pretty good season. I would say they're thankful for the Rockets being such a shit show, <laughs> and really that that's because they're riding John Wall uh, as a veteran um, leader, ball distributor, twelve points, six assists per, uh, per game, twenty two minutes. Really having a resurgent year, and it's all because he played. Like, at, he, the Houston just sat him last year, and he got to rest up. It's the free rest season after being injured for years. He could, he got to get back to you know what he is now, which you know hopefully he even builds on that. But uh, you know without the Rockets being so bad that they just kept paying John Wall millions of dollars and not playing him, they would not be where they are right now. Yeah, that's yeah. disrespectful to my pet team. I think but. Paul George has also uh, been pretty humble and being the number two guy there, I would say, behind Kawhi, which has been good. For but him. it's almost a lie. He's not even the, the second guy. He, he said that, but then Kawhi's not himself. He hasn't looked at no, all. No, I know, I know. At all like himself. That's what I mean. Paul George has, like, embraced it and not been like, screw that guy. I'm the number one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean – which is, it is great, and it, it, it builds the foundation for that team to just, like, yeah. you know, not have any drama. Ego checks in the NBA are huge. Yeah. I mean, you could call Paul, Paul George a beta, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. You know, he's no alpha, right? I wouldn't want him on my team. Uh, okay, so speaking of teams with alphas, let's talk about the Pelicans. CJ McCollum is an alpha. He is he is what the Pelicans should be thankful for. He has really helped that team. You know, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, they're great, but you can never count on them being healthy for a whole season. You know, you it's really all about CJ Valanciunas, and the nicest part of this team is they have uh, pick swaps with the Lakers for this year. And they have their pick next year. And if they choose to defer 2024, they get it in 2025. So wow. the first round picks just keep coming in on a team that looks pretty dangerous. Also, Jose Alvarado is my favorite player in the NBA just because he's such a pest. So a lot to be thankful for with the Pelicans. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like the Pelicans. Zion Health is probably the most important. But yeah, it's McCollum's been great. Yeah, nailed it, Shane. I'll go into the Trailblazers next. Uh, and they are most thankful for Damian Lillard just being uh, a constant rock and never really complaining, sticking by the franchise. Like, that is just a great, great, great superstar to have in today's league. Doesn't jump ship. Uh, and he's being rewarded for it. They got some nice pieces. Jeremy Grant, who we've touched on in the past having a solid year. Anthony Simmons having a good year. Um, so just Lillard always being there for Portland. That's why they're thankful. Love it. 
Um, so bringing us over to the Nuggets. So kind of getting a little more to that middle of the Western Conference. Clearly, they are thankful for Jokic. I watched the game last night, and um, he just came back from having COVID, or at least, you know, I don't know what they exactly said, but he was in health and safety protocols. And <laughs> he threw so many beautiful passes that he didn't get the assist on because they missed the shot, they missed the layup, they missed the dunk. Um, and he still ended with 10 assists. And it's just someone like he he just keeps rocking. He, he I, I, I think really he loves beautiful basketball. He loves beautiful passes. And I think other players could get frustrated by sometimes, you know, not getting that stat. And he just isn't like that. So I think um, it's amazing to have someone that is a two-time MVP, probably not going to win it this year because, you know, the, the world doesn't like three-time MVPs or three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you got gotta got to be thankful for having th- this superstar. Yeah, he uh, he's incredible. I watched that game last night, and they, and they blew it to the Pistons. wasn't his fault. It was Jamal Murray's. But uh, he's unbelievable. And speaking of, like, unbelievable superstars, Mavericks, I'm going to keep this quick. They're thankful for Luka. Luca leads them in four out of five major categories, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, pretty much averaging a triple double. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Not much more to say to that. Um, Obviously Mark Cuban also thankful to have the cubes in ownership chair. Who do I got? The Grizzlies next. The Grizzlies are next. Uh, Similar vein. They are most thankful for John Morant, but uh, if you ask the Grizzly fans and probably Proper and Shane, they're big Desmond Bain fans, you got to be thankful for what he's developed into this year as well. Uh, Bain! (laughs) We apologize to the listeners out there. (laughs) (laughs) That outburst. Sorry, can't help myself. Can't help yourself. There you go. Uh, Proper, who's next? Yeah, I think that, that like the the Mavs pretty much cover it. I think uh, the Grizzlies are are thankful for John Morant, similar to what we were talking about, just superstars. Oh, yeah, similar to superstars um, that we've been uh, harping on, but um, just just special, special player. And now that JJJ is back, they're only going to get better. Amen. Do you want to lead us into the T Wolves? Yeah. So T Wolves. Are an interesting team. Um, not as thankful for things as I think they were hoping when they started the season. They had high hopes. Uh, the whole pairing of Anthony Edwards with Rudy was really supposed to be the next uh, Donovan and Rudy. Plus, they already have Cat. But I think right now they're thankful for Anthony Edwards. They're still he's still a young superstar and he's handling it pretty well. <laughs> he just has a, that unique attitude that um, you know he he throws some jabs that he's not getting enough dunks. He hasn't thrown that many passes to Rudy Gobert, which is actually hysterical because it's the same thing that happened in Utah to Rudy. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I still think that, that Anthony Edwards is, is their Michael Jordan, right? He, he's their future. He's the one that, that, that keeps them happy. Agreed. Yeah, and to move on, I love Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man. Uh, Golden State Warriors, they – they're thankful for Steph Curry, obviously, and have been for years. But the good thing is they have a young core. Uh, Jordan Poole, 
they sent down James Wiseman to get some more reps. Uh, but Kaminga, Moses Moody, they, they're building something right now. They, Wiggins, too, is pretty young still. Yeah, Wiggins is unbelievable. But they, uh, they're not where they need to be. So they should just be thankful that they have Steph Curry and Steve Kerr as a coach. And we can move on. Yeah, Steph Curry is unbelievable. And it's too bad that they're not, they're not playing well enough around him. Yeah, and he's healthy, which is always a plus. Um, I got the Thunder next. Uh, and the Thunder don't have much to be thankful for after the Chet uh, injury. They thought this would make, maybe be a year they make a leap, but still in a rebuild. And they have SGA, who's phenomenal talent. Uh, and if they decide to move on for him, they'll get so many picks. So it uh, kicks the rebuild down the road. But they're set up for, I don't know, if you want to consider that success, success going forward. They can either build around SGA or they can trade him for a haul. So either way, it looks like they have a promising future if they ever decide to embark on it. Yeah, quick. How many first-round picks would you give up for SGA? The same as I said for Donovan Mitchell, any, like all of them. Yeah. Ten, what are you allowed to give? Like four ten, or five? I, yeah, whatever. I think there's like a limit, but I, I really think like the Gobert trade, which it was was a huge haul, like that makes perfect sense for SGA. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell trade, DeJount Murray trade, any like I would do any amount of picks they wanted to get him. You need a superstar, and him and Jalen Brunson would probably play pretty well together. I think. Oh, I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. But would, uh, you, well, would you give up RJ? Quick. Yes, we'll yes, yes. Anybody. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. RJ, I mean, we don't have to dive into it, but RJ is not doing that well this year. I he like really RJ. I think he's going to be good, but SGA is good. Got it. Well, the word, the word with RJ is he didn't even come into the season in shape, and his legs like are just getting under him, which yeah. is annoying. So we'll, we'll see he if got he the actually – He got the bag, though, so you gotta, he's still young. He's learning. He's yeah. growing. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, I'll take us into the Spurs, third to last in the West. Um, clearly thankful for not firing Greg Popovich after the 96-97 season, where they did not play very well. Um, he was, I think, also the GM at that time. So GM and coach, uh, and they they kept him. Um, and clearly that was the best decision they could have ever made. He's, he's you know, goat coach. And uh, that next year they, they picked Tim Duncan because they did so badly. Um, and Wasn't there you know, a theory be... that he tanked? For yeah, oh, David Robinson dumb... got hurt. Yeah, David Robinson was hurt. So once once he's hurt, and, and I mean, it's funny to think that he tanked then because that's the last thing that Popovich would do now. Like, he's not trying to really tank this year. He just, you know, he, he's developing that talent and they're, they're young and not – they have, like, no veterans. Uh, all right. Enough. Like, Popovich is done. It's time to put him out <laughs> to pasture. And... Bring Becky Hammond in for her shot of glory? Yeah. Why not? Wait, why, why though? Why? I don't know. Why, why, why are we getting rid of him? He's still a good coach. You, yeah. you don't think he's a good coach anymore? No, I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's been a good wow. coach for the last two years. Two wow. years isn't a long time, Shane. You're saying that, like, matter of fact. <laughs> if you had said 10 years, I would have given it to you. But he's he's still a good coach. He just doesn't have the talent, nah. dude. Yeah, you, he, he's, you put he's him even... on the you put him on the Nets. They're top they, team in the East. That's false. Exactly. He's shot. It's over. Oh, not at all. All right. Well, we'll see how this season ends. But I think he's he's just developing future talent for the NBA. They're not going to all stay in the Spurs because they're 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 gonna they're gonna be too good. They'll go somewhere else. 
They haven't had a winning record since 2018-2019. Okay? Years. I, it's not terrible. They went we, 20 years in a row with over 500. I'm sorry. You guys are outmanned and outgunned. He <laughs> is washed, and it, it's it's over. It, it's like Old Yeller. Old Yeller had that <laughs> uh, disease. You took him in the back and you shot him. That's kind of what you got to you gotta put Popovich out to pasture. Hot damn. All right, I can't stand for this. We're going to move on. Dude, that's, just that's a too much legend getting eviscerated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, eviscerated. What did Popovich ever do to you outside of the 99 finals? <laughs> but, I mean, what was the best movie in 2018-2019? That was a lifetime ago. Right, John, okay. you, and I, you and I lived together five years ago. That was Popovich was the I coach. I miss it every day. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Lakers. Uh, I'll take the Lakers. If the audience is paying attention, we're breaking, flipping the script. Uh, but the Lakers are thankful that Anthony Davis is finally breaking out. Uh, they don't have much to be thankful for, to be honest. Everything is a train wreck there. It is a sinking ship, but hopefully – uh, they can flip Russell Westbrook, maybe get some value out of him. And now Anthony Davis looks somewhat capable. Obviously, he has to stay healthy. But whether they decide to flip him and try to get assets back, and I don't know. It's a tough spot for LeBron and the Lakers because uh, he deserves one more shot at glory, even though everybody hates him. He definitely deserves not to be on the 14th team in the West. Yeah, and then we'll go to my pet team. Um, they should be thankful for Jalen Green. I think uh, he was averaging 21 points this year. Granted, it's on a lot of volume, and he's shooting about 34% from three. But I, I think he's a player that you could build around, and they're going to be able to build around because they're going to be a top three pick again. So hopefully they uh, they hit they hit well in the lottery and can give him somebody to uh, to grow with. They drafted Jabari Smith. He's still young, so uh, hoping that Jalen Green kind of develops into an all-star, and I think that's that's the one thing they could be thankful for on this team. All right. Well, well there sure you have so. it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how the Houston Rockets end up being, but yeah, yeah. root for your, your pet team, Shane. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, let's end the pod with what what are you thankful for, Brendan? Uh, just in general, um, you know, I, I'd be thankful for you know my family, work. Uh, you know, think things are pretty good. World's been pretty tough, and I guess maybe most thankful for COVID not being that big of a part of our lives at least at this moment. Learn to appreciate that time. But John, what do you what are you thankful for? Yeah, I'm thankful. Uh, nobody's killing their grandma this holiday season and everybody will get to spend it together without the fear of COVID, hopefully. Uh, thankful for my beautiful wife and the healthy unborn baby. Fun in the oven coming in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Pod's got a baby. Pod's baby. And then, yeah, family, everybody, everything else like that. Health, uh, as far as I know, right? Knock on wood. But, uh, how about you, Shane? Thankful for my uh, wife getting June. It was great and, and thankful for family, thankful for the pod, thankful for the listeners, and thankful for my friends. So uh, I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving, and we look forward to uh, you know coming back next week. Happy yeah, Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah.
Thank you.